Jared, when you pitched to me this episode, you said DC, and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What what about it? And I kind of have forgotten in the midst of this pandemic, there's been like, actually, a ton of movie releases recently, like our trailers, rather. Mm -hmm. I say releases, not like I'm paying 30, 40 bucks for Mulan, but you know. Yeah, what a ripoff, honestly. (laughs) Like, you don't even put Mushu in there and you expect me? I, there's no, I'll make a man out of you and I'm supposed to watch this and enjoy it like, <laughs> and pay you? I'll tell you what, though. It's only made, I think, like six million at the box office. Yeah, it's And like, that makes me smile with joy, Leah. But unfortunately, because like something that really makes me nervous is that like if it does well so like trolls world tour when this first came out i know Mm -hmm. you're laughing and i I didn't see it but i remember that was one of the first movies that were like you know what screw the theater we're gonna just go straight to on demand and Mm -hmm. everybody with children who were like cooped up during this pandemic were like hallelujah they were like (laughs) oh my god and so they all like so it did like phenomenally and Mm -hmm. i'm like oh no theaters might go away you know god that'd be so sad It'd be so sad. I think you and I both have a shared uh, love for going to the movie theater. Yeah, even though you make fun of my ritual of milk duds and water, all right, it's just (laughs) I I just appreciate sitting in a nice movie theater seat. Well, and it's so funny because the the attitudes towards theaters are completely changing because Lenny, I had just talked to him and he was like, the last thing that I want to do right now, which should be fair, right now is a very different thing than Mm -hmm. like if, you know, we get a vaccine or whatever is to sit in a theater with some sticky he was like the sticky floor (laughs) and the you know what I mean who's sat in the seat before admittedly the last two times that I went to the theater I did not have a good experience and you were with me for for one one, of them yeah yeah yeah. yeah. we went and saw what was it the invisible man yes oh my gosh and the three (sighs) people sitting next to me that would just not shut up you know during a quiet suspenseful film yeah right (laughs) like of all times i I, I just like it was like the guy peanut gallery honestly <laughs> it was like oh my god i'd beat his ass and i was like yes that is the point of the movie he is a bad person wow i just like, want everyone to know in this theater that i am tough enough to beat his ass <laughs> um and then uh i went and saw sonic the hedgehog same deal uh this family was right next to me and they would not control their kid and their kid was like not interested in the movie at all it was just doing everything else under the sun so yeah i was like oh man and those are like my last two experiences but i still hold like a very special right feeling in my heart you know for going to the movie is it bad i almost wanted to risk it for the biscuit and go see tenant <laughs> i, I kind of wanted to i oh, i didn't i didn't because i was like yeah that that is too much of a risk everybody's right got their own lines right now you know what i mean that they're they're dealing with and definitely i'm not in the position right now where i'd be like a movie sounds good <laughs> <laughs> because i know what lenny is talking about but up until this pandemic i really did not care if it was gross yeah <laughs> Yeah, honestly. Well, and now it's like a chance of like me going to a movie theater. I can come back and, you know, like suddenly Grammy gets very sick and then I have that guilt on me. You get the Rona. Exactly. You get the Rona. Um, I always think about the amount of farts that might be trapped into a seat or something. You know what I mean? Like that's kind Hmm. of what gross is. Is that weird? Because like I hate the feeling if you sit in a movie theater seat and it's warm. 
Has um, that happened to you? Yes. I have never <laughs> once experienced this. And here's the, like, is it the smell? Like, is is there yeah, like have fart you residue? Ever, like, so okay, so so the, yeah, no sense of smell, right? <laughs> no, no, and it's it. No, this is fine because I'm curious. This is enlightening. <laughs> so I would say, it depends on. <laughs> this is not where I picture this. We'll get back to yeah, DC yeah, we'll, we'll here get back in to a it second. In a minute, yeah, but. <laughs> Depending on the material of the seat, you know, it can trap some farts in there. And then when you sit, there was a girl, I won't name who, but there was someone that used to work in radio that that was kind of her reputation. She would just crop dust like a... (laughs) In a movie theater, specifically? (laughs) No, like at the work, like you'd sit down and then it would be like... (sighs) Like it would just all like come up as soon as you sit down. <laughs> oh, that's so nasty. I think about it a lot more than I probably should, but it scares me. Uh, like they must have known what they were doing, right? What? It, like I can't imagine somebody regularly with fart trapping technology. Yeah. Well, like I can't imagine somebody regularly crop dusting and not having like a smug sense of satisfaction. Well, doesn't right? it feel good when you fart in a seat a little bit? You- I mean, <laughs> yeah, but that's just because I'm like, ah, it's like it's nice, you know. I don't really. This is the seat will, that will trap all of my farts. Good luck to whoever sits hey, next. Speaking of smelly farts, you want to talk about the Justice League movie? <laughs> Uh, yes, and I will preface this. Okay, so so me and Jared are going to talk about uh, a couple different um, upcoming releases from DC, which, by the way, I'm going to say, in comparison to Marvel, uh, you know, and by the way, mm-hmm. the loss of Chadwick Boseman, oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. Dude, was- I like legit cried. Like, I legit was like like grieving and I've never met this man and I was so upset because I was like you were supposed to be the next Robert Downey Jr. Like he was gonna hold the mantle of the next like and I was ah I'm getting upset just even thinking about it. It was so weird because everything with with Chadwick Boseman came I like it was so under wraps like it all came right out of left field. I know. So, because like, I read the headline and I thought it was like a poorly timed like onion joke or something. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, this is really weird." But then, you know, it turned out everyone was saying, "R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman." You know, like he won't be forgotten and all this stuff. And it's just like, "Damn, man!" I that- know, I know. And colon cancer and forty three. That's like you don't even get checked for colon cancer until you hit fifty. Yeah. So that's like so weird and and apparently and the. Is and we just got to take time for this mm-hmm. in a sec. The man filmed Captain America: Civil War, you know, Black Panther, uh, the you know, Avengers: Endgame. These were all incredibly physical roles that he played, mm-hmm. and for most of it, he knew he had cancer. Like a uh, very uh, like stage three, I think. I was like, oh my gosh, he looks yeah. like. He looked so healthy, you know? Yeah, and it's really crazy to think that, especially considering he was, throughout this entire time, again, he was in some of the biggest box office action movies ever made. Yeah. Right? We're talking like landmark appearances in these movies. Yeah. And he just kicked ass every single time. Yeah. Despite having like this awful I hear the condition. waver in your voice, man. It was sad, it's man. God. It's sad. God. Oh. And he seemed like a really down-to-earth guy, I too. Know. You know? Like, he wasn't one of those Hollywood stars that's like a major you know, mm, yeah. I was like, wow, he actually seems like pretty chill. You yeah. Know? Rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Um, so, all right. Well, getting into DC. So the Snyder cut of uh, Justice League is going to be coming out 
September 5th, 2021. I want to preface by saying I have never seen I've never seen the Justice League movie. And, I, and, and to be truthful, I have not seen Aquaman. I have not seen The Flash. <laughs> I really well, have there's not. There's no Flash movie yet, so. Well, I haven't even seen the show, so there oh. you go. I, <laughs> I I really stopped. I, I tell you what, Batman versus Superman left such a bad taste in my mouth that I about was like, I'm done here. I don't need any more of this. So I haven't seen Justice League. I, I think Batman v Superman is what made me like a lifelong DC fan. What? Start switching. No, 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 no. Let me let me finish. Oh, like it made me, comma as a lifelong DC fan, oh. comma. Like more of a Marvel fan. Now. <laughs> right, right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to give you a little panic attack. I was, was like, I'm very confused. I <laughs> fell asleep. Yeah, no, like, I don't necessarily think there was a lot of really good plot elements in it that really could have been done very well, mm. but just weren't. Nope. Like, I think just having Superman in less than two movies and then killing him off. Yeah. And then teasing to bring him back 10 minutes after he is murked by Doomsday. Yeah. I think, it, stupid. It was a mess. Awful. Uh, well, you know, Martha. 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 That's all you gotta say about oh, that. God, so what do you think, though, about the Snyder Cut? Why are people so... I have to say, Mr. Chris Daughtry, when I was interviewing him, he was like, yeah, but he, apparently he's a huge... Batman fan. I don't know how that came about in the huh. conversation, but he was like, "Yeah, the Snyder cut." Like he was so <laughs> he was so amped, and I was like, and I didn't want to like be like, "I don't know, man." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I really don't. I'm like, I don't. Do you think it'll be enough to save it? I think it'll turn a four out of ten movie into a six out of ten movie. That is, <laughs> I think that's a reasonable right. Yeah, like I think it went from being pretty dookie with which was the Joss Whedon version, right? Because again, that was a whole lot of plot with absolutely no time to flush it out, and it, and it turned out being a Marvel movie, which is ju- just didn't align with. Any other DC, like any of the other previous movies at that point, right? Yeah. Like, like the Bruce Wayne who is killing gangsters in the Batmobile and Batman v Superman wouldn't be making quips at Wonder Woman, you know, just yeah, a, like a year later, you know, yeah. And so there was a lot of stuff like that, and it just didn't seem to fit right with the rest of DC's tone. So, so you the the characters weren't really yeah. matching up with kind of the precedent that was set. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. But also the plot was a freaking mess. Like, everything was Steppenwolf and Darkseid and trying to set up... Okay, so initially the movie was supposed to be a trilogy, right? There mm-hmm. was supposed to be Justice League 1, 2, and 3, right? Yeah. Building up to Darkseid. But just everything was just seemed so rushed, and there seemed so many plot points that weren't fleshed out in the slightest, right? And again, I know like a large part of that was because, you know, Zack Snyder was the original director of this film, but then, you know, tragically his daughter passed and that Joss Whedon had to take over. Right. So I think people are just excited to see the full uncut Zack Snyder vision of this. Like, because for me, it's at the very least a morbid curiosity. We're like, I don't think the movie's going to be good, but I think it'll be interesting to tie in some like the time travel stuff that he was teasing with the Flash. But again, like there was just like bread, like breadcrumbs, basically. Yeah. Of like this time travel stuff that was never flushed out, fleshed out or explained in the slightest. 
Right. And that's a big argument that I have just as a typical movie watcher. And mm-hmm. my hesitation, I guess, in watching a lot of these DC films is that I find that's a consistent problem that they have in that they don't fully give the audience a full explanation of the vision that, it, that this is like or what's going on. They're kind of assuming things where they shouldn't be assuming mm-hmm. things and over explaining things where I'm like, yeah, I think we got it. Batman is Batman. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't need any more explanation. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, you're focusing on the wrong things here. Well, and here's the thing, too, is that there was plenty of teasers, especially in, like, all of these superhero movies, right? Marvel and DC alike. There's a lot of stuff where, like, they tease it that, like, you only pick it up if you've read the comics and you're familiar with everything, Mm -hmm. right? Justice League just didn't make sense. Like, it felt like Joss Whedon was really trying to do, like, wink, wink, you know, nudge, nudge, you know, with, like, a bunch of stuff in that movie. But again, I'm like... We don't know this Flash at all. It makes no sense why he'd go back to Batman, you know, one a movie before that, right? And just be like, oh, no, you got to stop him. Save Lois, you know, all that stuff. And then, like, like it's a mess, man. It, it just didn't make any and sense. And what's it, so funny is that Joss Whedon did such a good yeah. job with Avengers, but we forget that he was also in charge of Avengers 2. Yeah. And holy crap. I, I, just, I actually just rewatched Age of Ultron this last weekend, and that that movie was not good. Oh, it's the weakest of the Marvel movies. Like, uh, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, honestly. Like, it's kind of like, no wonder they were like, you know what, we're just gonna take that from you and we're gonna give them over to the Russo brothers. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Yeah, dude? that, it was rough. And like, I understand why the bigwigs at DC wanted Joss Whedon to take over. Because again, like, he was a pretty much a, a, at that point, he was probably the biggest name in superhero movies, right? Yeah. So it made sense that they'd want to get him in there. It's just the groundwork that was laid for all these DC movies, A, wasn't there, right? So, like, for mm-hmm. for the first Avengers film, there was, what, like, six movies, mm-hmm. at least beforehand? Mm-hmm. We had Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Yeah. All right? And then Justice League. Like, yeah. that is no time to set up these characters, right? Right. Because by the time the first Avengers movie came out, everybody was, like, familiar with these characters. We were all invested at that point, right? We were kind of invested in Clark Kent. We were kind of invested in Batfleck. But Batfleck. But again, like the thing with like their Batman, like it, it just seemed like fan service in the worst way because it was never explained in the slightest, right? Yeah. It's like everything with like the Robin suit that was like written like ha 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 on it or something like that. Long story, it, it's alluded that that's like Jason Todd Robin who oh, got okay. killed yeah. by the Joker, right? And but they don't build on any of that, so we just wind up not really caring, especially when we see, like, Batman holding a, a machine gun, all right? <laughs> Who the entire part of, like, like the biggest part of, the, of Batman's character is, like, the whole no-killing thing, right? Yeah. And, I don't know, man. It was just a mess. Batfleck didn't care. Batfleck actually, like, Ben Affleck is a great actor. I actually really like yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah, I do, too. And I think, acting-wise, I thought, I think he nailed it as Bruce Wayne, just there's a lot of choices that... The character made in the movie that the writers, I think, just messed up royally. Well, and we will talk about the uh, the the new Batman here in a bit. Mm-hmm. But, well, let's go into who I would argue is the strongest currently of the lineup right now with uh, the current DC situation, mm-hmm. and that is Wonder Woman. I'm shocked that you haven't seen it, honestly. The movie is 
fantastic. Yeah, like, it, it, oh, it always looked really good. I just, for whatever reason, have not taken the time to watch it yet. And, yeah. I, and I want to, especially before 1984 comes out. Yeah, I think you would really enjoy it. I, I remember watching it and giving it like an 8 out of 10. Like, <laughs> I was like, wow, that is so much better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, and especially, you know... I, I, with Wonder Woman, I, the thing that really I always think when I think of her is um, her first introduction. What is that actress's name? Uh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. She gets introduced in Batman versus Superman. I'll never forget it. I was asleep. I had fallen asleep. Oh. And all of a sudden, oh. I hear the violins. And she's like, she comes out of nowhere. And I like woke up and I was like, what? <laughs> and I swear to God, she like saved that movie for me for a little bit. And then yeah. subsequently saved the franchise a little bit for mm. me because I was like, oh my God, she's awesome. Like, and <laughs> she's very fun to watch fight. And like, this is a cool mix of like, I always love a good mix of like, fantasy and also realism so the idea that she comes from this like Amazonian like all women land and they're like all like these warriors it was just really really a good movie and um just like the shining star I would say in the midst <laughs> of like all of these other <laughs> complete flops I think I had recently uh, seen Suicide Squad and I was like Wow. <laughs> this just like mopped the floor. So mm -hmm. obviously 1984. Now I got to be honest with you. Um, and, and this is come, this has been pushed back now till Christmas when this mm -hmm. is being recorded. So like, we'll see, you know, like, yeah. let's be real here. Um, but uh, I, I don't like that decade. <laughs> I don't like the oh, 80s. I forgot. You don't like the music. You don't like the aesthetic. Oh, I my hate God. it. I hate it. And when I heard it first announced, I was like, Oh God! No. Are you ready for like a synthwave version of the Wonder Woman theme? I gotta tell you, no. Oh <laughs> man, that and it's such a good. I would argue it against some of my favorite Marvel heroes. It's like one of my favorite, like. Uh, pieces of music honestly I just get so amped I'm like how can you not you hear those violins and I'm like oh my god yeah no, I think it's as far as like the superhero themes go like I, I know like the Avengers theme right yeah because God, I have heard that one about a yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the Wonder Woman one always stuck out to me from the second that that first trailer came out. Yeah, you know, it. I, I think it's awesome. It, it's it's just a whoever whoever did that. Yes. They were they showed up today. Kudos. So um, that being said, <laughs> like showing up and stuff. Um, with Wonder Woman 1984, so the whole premise is you got Cheetah, the villainess, and I got to tell you right now, it looks corny, corny. Corny. I, oh my gosh. With Kristen Wiig, God bless her. <laughs> I love her her comedy. I do not think she can pull this off. I'm just going to like say it right now. I don't know what the casting decision was there. So, and again, this is coming from somebody who didn't see the original Wonder Woman yeah. movie, admittedly. Some of the best DC movies at this point have been the ones that have like leaned into the cornier side. Well, because like I think Shazam and Aquaman, I really think knocked it out of the park. I saw Shazam. Did you did you like it? I did like right? it. Right, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Now that's a good argument. Like maybe if they, but I'm afraid that they're taking this kind of seriously. Mm. But she's wandering around this like cheetah thing and I just 
I can't really get past it. I also can't get past the fact that I keep every time I see Kristen Wiig, I think of Bridesmaids where she's got the almonds and she's trying to convince the girl she's like, I'm not sick. And she's like, they're delicious. And she's like sweating. <laughs> and I can't I can't take her seriously. So oh she's like supposed to be this villain. And I think that's my biggest flaw with that right now is that I'm just like, what was the casting situation here? Because like this seems goofy. It seems interesting. But here's the thing. Again, like DC really needs to like find their groove. All right. Because yeah. I, I really feel like they haven't. I think they're starting to find it. Right. Yeah. So if you keep Wonder Woman as more of like. More serious, but kind of like maybe lighting it up a little bit, like how Aquaman and Shazam did. Yeah. Like, because how serious was the first Wonder Woman? Because I didn't think it was nearly as gritty as BVS from what I saw. No, it wasn't. But it was definitely like there wasn't a lot of humor in it. I don't recall there being like, wow, that was a really funny movie. Like Shazam was silly. You know what I mean? And I I, I loved that. So, I mean, I think you've got a good point there Mm -hmm. because... The, the ongoing argument with Marvel versus DC movies right now has been that, you know, Marvel is like kind of all Disney-fied and all mm-hmm. colorful and silly and Disney is, or uh, DC has always gone the super dark route and that has been kind of like not working for them besides, mm-hmm. I would argue, the Dark Knight trilogy was like yeah. the one time where mm-hmm. it was like, wow, that really worked going super mm-hmm. serious, you know? Yeah, and my main thing is that I, I really think DC's main fault here is that they really tried to rush into this whole cinematic universe idea, right? Yeah. Because I think some of the standalone movies, when they don't focus on having like their Thanos moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like when they, I think when they started to realize that with, you know, apparently with one with Wonder Woman and then with like mm-hmm. Aquaman, Shazam, they didn't like. Sure, there were some tum- like tongue in cheek references, yeah. right? Like Superman showed up at the end of Shazam, like you know, with the leg shot, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it was, and I thought that was like really cute, and I thought that was awesome, you know. But I think if they just stick to like self contained stories, so like Joker, and I, I have you still not seen it? Nope. I'm assuming not. Okay. So, but again, Joker. I mean, just if we're talking from a film perspective, I think it was probably the most well-made DC movie yet. And that was completely unrelated to everything else. And that was, com- and that was a very dark tone. movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, super yeah. dark tone. So I think if they can kind of separate themselves with this almost like multiverse type thing that they're going to be doing yeah. with the flash movie. I don't know. I, I have high hopes for it because I think they're starting to kind of realize what they're like, what they're good at. You know? Speaking of going the silly route though, and this is definitely a very calculated move. I'll never forget hearing it was like James Gunn had gone to the dark side, <laughs> had gone to DC, and they're like, we got him! And um, <laughs> doing Suicide Squad, which also I find hilarious that they're like, it's not even been like 10 years. We're just going to do not a even revamp. Five. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, because it's coming out uh, 2021, August 6th. Um, I have lots of thoughts. <laughs> all right, all right. Do, you, do you want to go first? Well, first off, I think that uh, it's I, I I think that this is going to be really really good. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like to say just overall, it, it looks I, I, he's got a great way of. Um, Dealing with a, a multifaceted cast, dealing with a cast too. I mean, this is so calculated because Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. nobody cared about. He introduced all of those characters yeah. and made them all memorable and all lovable. And I'm like, and it's obviously not just him. There's writers involved. There's other things. There's, you know, lightning in a bottle situation sometimes. But I really think that this was a really, really smart move. And um, and by the way, it's I, I miscalled the Suicide Squad. <laughs> the Suicide Squad, big difference. So, so actually, you know, do you think they're going to do a lot of like the fourth wall breaking with Harley Quinn in that? Yes. 
Yeah, it, they've got to just poke fun at the uh, the original one, right? Yes. I feel like there's no way they can go through without doing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, so this cast, there's Margot Robbie, um, Idris Elba, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman, Peter Capaldi, Viola Davis. Um, I, I just kind of like... Pete Davidson, too. <laughs> Strange, I know. Seems weird. I don't understand... I don't get the the Pete Davidson thing. Is there a Pete Davidson thing? Oh, there is. My roommate, it's so funny. My roommate loves Pete Davidson. Um I recently sat down with uh with my roommates and we were all watching um King of Staten Island and they all loved it and I was like this is stupid like it's really so like I, it, so I, I can't oh, comment. It, I don't recommend it. I think it is wildly overhyped and I think it's just this I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't find him funny. I don't find that he brings anything to the table mm. in any real movie I see. Like, so I just, he's one of those people where I'm like, but, I, you know, people say that about Will Ferrell and I have to fight them in the streets because I'm like, those are my favorite type of movies, you know? So it just might not be my sense of humor, like, but huh. me and him don't work. Like, okay. <laughs> like yeah. Right. So, um, but yes, it's like star studded, right? I have a theory that actually is not my own that came from the comments, but I'm sure you mm-hmm. probably know about this too because there are so many people in this. There's also uh, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi is in this too? Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm like looking at this. He's, uh, oh no, I don't think they've announced who he's playing yet. No. Nathan Fillion? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I forgot about Nathan Fillion. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. So this will be... Oh it man, just, such a good cast. I mean, just to name a few, but I think they're going to kill. I think they're going to kill a lot of them in the mm. very, very beginning in the very beginning. Did you hear about this? Okay. So is there like an actual rumor or is this just like a theory? This is a theory because there are the the biggest argument mm-hmm. with Suicide Squad 2016 yeah. was that there were too many characters, a lot of which nobody cared about really. You know what I mean? And the real focus was Harley Quinn joker and deadshot and they really should have if they had just done that and focused on that then it's it's again it's classic dc they're focusing on the wrong things and Mm -hmm. they're trying to do too much well now i'm looking here at the cast and you've got like you know 10 plus people there's no way that they're not going to kill some of them and Mm -hmm. and some of these people are so you got like um sean gunn as john monroe slash weasel a terrifying half rat half man bro bro weasel is out of here he's getting killed immediately (laughs) like he's going to they're going to make you believe that these characters are in the beginning and you're going to be like oh no here we go again (laughs) and they're going to kill most of them that is my like within the first 20 minutes okay i think at least 75 percent of the team is getting murked at some point in the movie yeah I, I think harley quinn will probably survive she's gonna survive you yeah. know i could see uh who's idris elba playing deadshot but not really uh yeah what's the guy's name uh blood sport blood sport okay all right yes. yeah sorry i just i i, I think that they just didn't want to recast deadshot just mm-hmm. in case will smith wants to come back yeah you know so, yeah, so I think, like, some of the big people are going to be coming. I think John Cena, here's the thing. Peacemaker. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so John Cena is Peacemaker. We're going to lo- we're going to like learn to love this man. And then right near the end, he's going to trip on, like, a landmine or something, and he's out. I guarantee it. I don't even think he's going to make it towards the end. You think I don't so? know, but then again, he's in the, like, when they list the cast, he's, like, third. So maybe you're right. Or maybe that was just by, I don't Could know be. how they're listing this on Wikipedia, whether it's, like, just by, like, the the... Could be highest paid. It could 
That's true because it's Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena, mm-hmm. Joel Kinnaman, P- P- Peter Capaldi. Um, oh, he, who's playing uh, the polka dot guy? Oh my god, the polka dot man! I'm really Dave excited to see Dast, what happens. I, I am. He, he was in Ant Man. He was one of the guy. He was like one of the robbers that. Uh, I'm I'm sounding out in my head <laughs> how to say this. Douse. Dast Malshian. Sorry if I'm butchering that. So, um, yeah, he's in Ant-Man and the Wasp. He's been in both. He's been in The Flash. He played Murdoch in MacGyver. So, uh, yeah, I I do not, I don't know anything about this man. He was in The Dark Knight. He oh, was, yeah, yeah. He, he was, was Thomas Schiff. Was he one of the, co- Schiff was in he the, one dark- of the cops, yeah. I thought, right? I don't know who Thomas Schiff is, but that was that was him. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah, no, so I, I'm just really excited to see all, like, the super zany characters, because they're yes. taking some real bottom-of-the-barrel villains, so, oh, like, yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. are, are getting gatted in ten minutes. This movie is going to be hilarious, it's going to be on point, I've just got really, really high hopes for this. Of all the movies that we're going to be, that we have been talking about, like, you know, this is the one that I'm, like... Besides Dune, <laughs> which is not in DC, but I'm like, ah, I'm so excited. Uh, this looks really, really good. So I think that they made a good call. All right. And then the the second most would be the Batman. Oh, boy. No, no. This is my most hype movie that October I. October 1st, 2021. <sighs> you said you're like getting into the spooky season. I, I think we have not really seen a good detective Batman. We kind of got it with Christian Bale. We kind of dipped our toes into it. But I really think that we are getting full-on world's greatest detective Batman, and we're getting it with Robert Pattinson, who, let's face it, after The Lighthouse, I forgive him for Twilight. It's okay. He had to forgive himself. That's he didn't want to be there. <laughs> I love how much Robert Pattinson hates those movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he fully admits it now, too, which I think is yeah. amazing. But seriously, like, he's a solid actor, and I'm just really excited to see a young Bruce Wayne. Again, like, we've kind of gotten it in Batman Begins, but I still feel like I'm looking at, like, a 40-year-old when I see Christian yeah, Bale yeah. put on the suit, you know? Right. And the thing with it, I think there's, there's one thing that, I think made me jump out of my chair when I when I was first watching this trailer. Okay, was it the eyeliner? Because that was it for me. I, I I'm pretty high for the eyeliner. <laughs> oh my god, the the black eyeliner is finally coming. I am was, so happy, dude. Because so that's, that's been a running joke for what a decade now with like all these superhero movies. Like, oh, where's the eyeliner? You know, and like nobody ever has any. That man could rock it. They, they were like, he could do it. Yeah, I remember when, um, and I, not to toot my own horn, but because sometimes I'm absolutely 110% wrong about these things. But mm-hmm. well, I remember when Robert Pattinson first got announced, people were like doubting it because they do that with every, you know, well, da, da, da. they did that with Heath Ledger and then he turned yeah. out to be like one of the best jokers of all time. Like, and they did that with him. Oh, the Twilight, the, the sparkles. Uh. <laughs> and, and like you said, no, this man can act like he's got the chops. Like he was in the lighthouse. Uh, yeah, no, this guy actually has just been kind of held back by this one, you know, mm-hmm. bad decision he made when, yeah. or his agent made, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> and how bad could it be? He's rich now. He is Batman. That's um, true. And then you got Zoe Kravitz, too, Play as Catwoman. Catwoman. Right? We might finally get, like, a, a good Catwoman again, you know, because I don't think we've seen, like... Did you not like Anne Hathaway? Uh, no. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. All right. All right. That's a hot take. All right. Actually, you know what? I'm be honest with you. I forgot that she was Catwoman. Ooh, okay. I was immediately going to Halle Berry and I was like, no. <laughs> okay. Anne, Anne Hathaway, I think, was fine. Catwoman wasn't like, 
the most intriguing part of those movies. So, like, I wouldn't really. She she drew inspiration apparently from my favorite version, which is Mil- uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in. Uh, that's my that's really? my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, right. so, so I'm like, okay, I'm into that. And then you got the Riddler in it too, which I'm pumped for, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, okay, but I will say that there was one part in this trailer. All right. Uh-huh. And maybe it's just because I am a sucker for these stupidly gritty DC movies. All right. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're well written. All right. When Batman, he just whispers the "I'm vengeance," dude. I popped out of my. Chair, all right. It was everything that I wanted, all right. And here's the I, I need more lines like that, okay. I really do, all right. Stupid, cheesy, fan service things like, yeah, I'm Batman. Like, if he hits us with a good I'm Batman, like, that's it, it's game over. This is gonna be the best Batman movie Sometimes I've ever seen. Sometimes you gotta know that it's you know, it's it's the class, it's I would consider it classic now, even though it's been like hardly a year with Avengers Endgame where he says, I am Iron Man. That is mm-hmm. like, I get chills even just thinking about it. Sometimes you gotta lean back into that comic. You know, the fact that these are comic books, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous in a way. You know what I mean? And like, kind of just get get into it. Just get into um, it, yeah. Oh, there was something else I meant to. Oh, oh, I have a funny story involving the Riddler, though. Yeah, uh, go for recently. it. Recently. So I was, um, I was taking a little road trip uh, with my friend, and um, <laughs> and there was two options <laughs> on like voices on a, I guess the Waze app, and it was just, you could pick Batman or Riddler, and like we didn't think anything of it, and I was like, oh, I'll pick Riddler, and we didn't think anything of it, so we're listening to the music, we're just jamming, and all of a sudden it goes in two point seven miles, <laughs> turn left, and I was like, should we? Like, <laughs> I think we picked the wrong one because I'm like, it felt like very much so like it's gonna be the office and we're just gonna turn into like a lake or something. Like, it was just, it was really funny because his whole thing, you know, in point two miles, I was like, oh, he's a mischievous. <laughs> he's, a <bat>. <laughs> he's a mischievous little imp. I was like, yes. So yeah. All right. Can I gush about this movie a little? Yeah, bit? yeah. All go right. for it. So here's the thing. Only a quarter of the movie has been shot so far. Yeah. So, and Matt, Matt Reeves stated that. He was like, before COVID hit and, you know, like everything went belly up. We only got through a quarter of filming this movie. And they've also cited that they're taking influence from some of like, okay, so I know it's like a running joke at this point where it's like, oh, we're investigating Batman's trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Okay. it Interesting take. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. His parents died. We know. You mm-hmm. know. But they're actually drawing inspiration from some of those comics that really take that really try to focus on like a younger Bruce Wayne who's still trying to come to grasps with what it means to be, you know, like the Batman dressing up at you know as a bat in night and beating the crap out of people. Yeah. So like he cited Batman Ego, the long Halloween, and then uh I think Batman Year One as well. And this is in like in the movie, it's taking place in the second year. Of mm-hmm. uh, of like his career as Batman, basically. Okay. And so he's very new to this still. Exactly. Yeah, which is why I'm really I'm kind of excited to see his to see him get his ass kicked a little bit. Honestly. Yeah. No, I I get that completely because it's not very 
The reason I like My Hero Academia so much is Mm -hmm. that I don't know if you've ever seen that anime, but the main character sucks, man. Uh Like for like the first, (laughs) like you're just like, dang. But then when he gets that win, it's so satisfying Mm -hmm. because you're like, I've seen you lose so many times, you know. So I I I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Like I hope that we do get to see also a vulnerable side because that's also. I think that's the beauty of a character like Batman. Like, yes, there's all this seriousness and everything, mm-hmm. but also the vulnerability is kind of what keeps you around. And it's not just this wall, you know, of like a character. You're like, it's like cool. I'm the Dark Knight, right? Like, like cool buddy. All yeah, right. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I really just think that's going to dive more into the character of Batman from everything that they've shown us so far. Yeah. And here's the thing with them citing that. They're taking inspiration from the long Halloween. That's one of my like top three Batman stories. Though. Yeah, and we get major appearances from the majority of Batman's like rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. Anybody from Joker, I think Mister Freeze shows up too. And there's like the Holiday Killer, who's like the infamous person and in, uh, is like you know the main villain of sorts in the long Halloween. Penguin, all those guys, and it's just. It's going to be really refreshing to see, because I really do think this is going to be a competently made movie. And it's going to be like the same thing with Joker, where like there's some of like that comic goodness in there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think this is really going to try to be its own thing. Yeah. And not to mention, it's actually the start of another trilogy that Matt Reeves will be directing. So yes. big hype for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, every time I say exactly now, I think of like Adam Driver. Exactly, exactly. Like, I don't know if you. No, no, no. Sorry. I haven't thought about that, but but please let's let's delve into that. By all means. It's just it's from that SNL skit. Exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, it's so funny. So as you were talking, I was like looking through the Wikipedia page because I don't know as much about the actual. You know, it's it's interesting to get mm-hmm. the insight into the the comic that would be like kind of because uh, all I did I, I saw the trailer and was like eyeliner. Pff, absolutely, <laughs> I'm sold. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just had a feeling. You have a feeling. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That I'm like this seems like they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. here um here's my question and this is like what's kind of bothering me right now about again what dc is doing is i'm kind of like okay so we've got the justice league and we've got batfleck but now that's over and now we got another batman okay now we got you know what i mean it's just like I, i i worry sometimes that i'm like there are too many and now we got another suicide squad like thank god they kept what worked, which was Margot Robbie ultimately, and right. uh, not Jared Leto. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, but like, he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah, I know. He's listening to to the acoustic version. I just want to tag this podcast. <laughs> Like Joker well, you know, suicide. I'm sure Jared Leto is just sobbing into a pint of Ben and Jerry's right now. Yeah, really, the, I'm just <laughs> the title should be called "The Argument for Joker and Suicide <laughs> Squad," but then it's just like <laughs> ripping on Jared Leto. Oh, oh, by the way, speaking of Jared Leto and Margot Robbie, I completely we completely glanced over one of the better DC movies. We forgot about Birds of Prey. Oh my God, Birds of Prey was great. Birds of Prey was was pretty dang fantastic. We did what everyone did, which was glance over it and be like, oh, it's probably not going to be good. It was was like so infinitely better than Suicide Squad. I was like, why didn't they just come out with this in the beginning? Well, and that's a good point because I really liked Huntress Mm -hmm. and and Black Canary. And I'm like, are they going to bring them back? 
are they going to be? Why aren't they in the Suicide Squad? You know, I I don't know, admittedly, yeah. the lure, the lore or anything, but you know, okay, like I'd be okay if honestly, I, I don't really care if they do like a cinematic universe anymore. You know, if they, if they like loosely tie stuff together, that'd be cool. But if they don't go in with like a clear vision for like another Justice League movie, God forbid. Like, they're going to end up with another flop, and people are going to start losing respect for DC movies again. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's a good point, too, in the fact that, like, they're they're just kind of focusing on what works right now. Mm-hmm. Getting, you know, these uh, competent directors, actors that have proven that they can draw a crowd, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and lightening things up a little bit to make it a bit more palatable for all audiences rather mm-hmm. than just the mega comic fans that are okay with, like... The Killing Joke? Oh, my God. Wait, dude. what do you not like about The Killing Joke? It's so dark. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. It depressed me even just thinking about okay, it. you gotta think, all of the good Batman stories are, like, super There's dark. There's, like, a rape in it. Yeah, like, it's it's kind of messed up. It was, up. like, rated R, and it was an animated... Oh, wait, did you watch the, the animated movie? Yeah, I watched the animated oh, okay, movie. Okay, yeah, so you could disregard the first 30 minutes. Well, hold on, the- is there a real movie, too? No, no, but oh. I'm talking about like the comic. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, God, no, no, there's not. I was like, holy crap, no. no. <laughs> oh, my God, no. No, so the, the thing with The Killing Joke is that it was one of the first comics to really do that, though. Like, mm-hmm. dark, so like Dark Knight Returns, it's always, Batman has always been brooding, man. Like, ever yeah. since Dark Knight Returns came out, like, like all the, like, the good, like, notable Batman stories have always been wicked dark almost to kind of like an insane level like the killing joke right how you see you know barbara gordon is getting essentially tortured by the joker and it's like wow that's messed up man i was but like I was hooked. not prepared at all oh yeah so were you expecting like a light-hearted type? i don't know i watched the animated series growing up on cartoon network yeah, so that's kind of what i was yeah. like so when i saw like really dark themes like that i was like what what am i watching <laughs> <laughs> i just you, you have to prepare your palate for something like that and i just was not prepared yeah, yeah. so yeah right. but Anyway, no, but I think honestly, overall, from the things that we've talked about with the Snyder Cut, with Wonder Woman 1984, with Suicide Squad and with the Batman, I I think that overall DC has got a better idea than what they did in the beginning of what works Mm -hmm. and what doesn't. Unfortunately, it had to take a lot of flops in order to figure that out. But I think that you've got a good point for a lot of, you know, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm actually, I can't believe I'm saying this. Well, because it's because Marvel just has nothing right now really on the books, like nothing going on. That's true. Yeah. Frankly. So. And I mean, Black Widow's coming out soon, I think. Yeah. God, I want <laughs> uh, a Black Widow movie. You I, know, I'm pretty excited waited. for that one. You can, they're they're going to have Taskmaster as like the main villain that. And he, yeah. he's dope, man. It's like yeah. a perfect Black oh, Widow it's gonna be a good. It's going to be a really good movie. I'm yeah. just, no, Marvel does not have to earn my trust That's anymore. Just, <laughs> DC does. I got to be honest with you. And like, I don't know where, where you stand on this, but I would have been totally okay if Marvel basically called it quits after like Endgame. And I guess, I guess Far From Home because that kind of wrapped up some stuff. Right, yeah. But, no, I get that, too, because... But now there's a drought. Like, I'm so used to, <laughs> the, the, you know what I mean, having these, like, multifaceted, you know, universes now. I'm so spoiled, Jared, that I'm like, where is my superhero I, movie? I, I kind of... I'm kind of okay with a break from that, though. Honestly, because, like, if you think about it, a lot of Marvel movies in... And again, like, 
you know me, all right? I have seen every single MCU movie, mm-hmm. like, probably at least twice over, okay? Right. And I, I do like them for the most part, but especially near, like, the end of, like, phase three here, I really feel like they've kind of started being really formulaic. So, like, especially this back half, excluding, like, Infinity War and Endgame, they really haven't done anything super special. I won't take slander like that. I don't even know what you're saying, honestly. I don't. No, what are you you referencing here? I don't know, even anything from, like, Guardians 2 to, like... I won't take it. <laughs> Your Man. money is no good here, sir. I don't remember if Civil War was phase two or three. It was fantastic. And Civil and I, War was subpar. I'm sorry. I just, I can't believe, doth my ear, you say this my to me. My friendship with Leah is burning in front of me, folks. You say this to me 48 minutes in a podcast and I'm supposed to like, just, <laughs> I'm supposed to just be okay with that? That's like one of my favorite Marvel movies. Is How Civil is that War. one your favorite? Because it's Captain America oh, Civil War and look at my damn tattoo. What do fair. you think? <laughs> like, I, I think, I, I think Winter Soldier is like a top three MCU movie. That's my favorite one. Okay. So. All right. You know what? We can agree on that good because i about ripped off this mic out of that thing <laughs> and threw like, it at the plastic look, cover you're lucky you have a shield over you right now like captain america shield <laughs> listen man i'm just happy that directors get to make their own movie all right like i think matt reeves doing his own thing i would be super down james Wan with aquaman he's doing a great job i'm a fan all right that's all i'm saying i i'm in the mood for a dc renaissance i think we're gonna get that I, I I agree, and I will do whatever it takes during this pandemic to get any sort of superhero content that I can take, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Leah, was this my last appearance on Afternoon Rants? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs>